Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Walter Todd. He is with us for the half hour. Walter is the president. He is also uh, the chief investment officer and managing director at Greenwood Capital on the line from South Carolina, I believe. Walter, thanks for joining us. Tricky markets to try to, to yeah, well, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, these are very challenging markets to try to navigate. The Fed obviously is in firm control here of uh, psychology, and we're on tenderhooks uh, trying to anticipate what may come next. How did you make sense of the tape on Friday and what we had in terms of the eco data? Yeah, well, I, I think it was a nice, um, you know, it was the pleasant recovery, obviously, from, you know, very kind of challenging Wednesday and Thursday trade with the CPI and then the disappointing, you know, perceived disappointing earnings from some of the banks like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley. And then, um, you know, to see the nice rally and recovery, that's encouraging. Um, you know, when you, whenever you can rally on, uh, on bad news, that's a good, that's a start to, to something good potentially. And then from an economic data perspective, obviously retail sales came in better, but I mean, if you look at real retail sales, you know, backing out inflation, it's still, you know, still lower. Um, but really I think the focus of the market in the rally was the university of Michigan survey and the slight tick down, uh, in the inflation expectation components of that. Um, it's hard to believe that a survey of five to 600 out households uh, can move trillions of dollars, but here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, count the number of members in the FMOC, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, 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 I guess on that note, Walter, David here uh, in Hong Kong. So what's top of mind for you then looking, looking at uh, th this week? Yeah, I think it, it, obviously we're getting ready to enter kind of the, the teeth of earnings just started last yeah. week. And then, you know, the next two weeks are going to be a huge amount of earnings that get reported, obviously, in the Fed meeting a week, you know, next following week. So our focus this coming week is going to be on the earnings and listen to what management teams have to say. But importantly, kind of like we did last week, watching stock reactions to what is likely to be, you know, disappointing mm -hmm. or cautious guidance from companies. I mean, that's kind of where we are. But there's a lot of bad news discounted in certain parts of the market. And I think we're starting to see that evidence with some of these rallies on bad news. So that's what we'll be focused on next week. And then obviously the Fed, you know, the following week. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of the guidance is going to involve the dollar strength that we have seen here. That's nothing short of phenomenal. It was on Thursday, the Bloomberg dollar spot index was at a record high. Are you worried about headwinds from a stronger dollar? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be pervasive among the global operators in terms of, of the impact. Now, you know, maybe the market kind of looks through some of that and, and just really tactically in the short term, it looked like kind of a blow off top in the dollar on Thursday when you blew through that 109 level on the DXY and then you've come, you know, you come way off that level, but still very elevated. So it's yet another kind of headwind uh, for companies on top of all these other things you guys are talking about in the lead in. Um, it's just going to be another challenge uh, to be overcome there. Walter, can I trust that the Fed has got this? Like, 
in 12 months time do we see inflation fall and obviously growth will as a function of what they're doing now it's probably going to fall but do they do all of this and we end up with still high inflation 12 months from now uh well no i think i think the wheels have been set in motion to have lower inflation if the fed stops right now but they're not going to stop right now they're going to unfortunately um i think have they have the potential to make a mistake here in terms of being too aggressive and tightening i mean just as they were looking at inflation this time last year and saying there wasn't a problem because inflation is a lagging indicator, they risk making the same mistake in reverse. They're looking at the 9.1% print and saying, oh, we got to go 75 or you know, we thought maybe 100 mm-hmm. last week, um, the, the next meeting. And you just talked about commodities before the break. And you're seeing the evidence that as we look forward, if we're looking forward three to six to 12 months, inflation is set to go down or cool, you know, significantly. And um, so, yeah, I think they're, they're going to, they're going to slow growth. They're going to slow inflation, but they may, uh, they risk overdoing it in our opinion. So when you're trying to get a sense of where risk assets are headed, how much more downside could there be for the equity market? Well, I, I think in the, Again, tactically, I think we we have maybe set the position to to have a, a a decent summer rally off of this earnings season, and maybe we trade back to the you know fourth out towards the four thousand level on the S and P, uh, which would be a nice rally. But if if the Fed you know kind of continues this push and we've got a big gap between the July and September meeting, so we'll see. Then I think there is risk you know further risk to go you know make a lower low. Uh, in the S and P, than we than we hit uh, in June. So that's that's the risk, and we're watching, you know, just to how the Fed reacts to the data over the next you know, two to three months. Uh, we, we talked about earnings, and apart from earnings itself, any other sector that's catching your your eye right now? Well, I, I think two kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, healthcare's acted very well. We think we continue to like that area because it has both offense and defense within it. We think you know has mm. has growth components, but is defensive characteristics as well in the large cap arena. And then on the energy front, uh, we think the pullback in energy stocks relative to the commodity has been overdone. And I think we're going to see just tremendous you know, earnings and cash flow from these companies in a few weeks when they start reporting. So we think there's some uh, opportunity there as well. David was highlighting a few of the risks that remain when it comes to uh, China and markets there. Would, would you be tempted to put a little money to work in China right now, or do you want to avoid that? Yeah, so so we have an international ETF strategy u- utilizing exchange-traded funds, and we have added a little bit to China exposure there um, because it has been so beaten up. But clearly, you know, you just talked about Macau continue to be shut down. So it's not without risk, but the valuations are you know fairly compelling relative to the rest of the world. What else is that in that international ETF baskets? A little bit China, a little bit of what else? Yeah, so it's a lot of broad exposure to developed and emerging markets. And then what we like to do is take you know specific mm. uh, geographic bets within within that uh, strategy. And, and right now, you know, China is one of those. Uh, you know, earlier in the year it was Latin America. So we kind of move around a core holding of, of broad based exposure. Uh, outside the U.S. Yeah, the research team over at City, we're going to talk more about this, uh, found that many in the market are favoring India and Korea over China. Is that a bet that you would make? Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, Korea could be interesting because it's been beaten up because of the semi-exposure 
uh, right? Um, we don't have any direct, you know, exposure to South Korea right now, although we do within the emerging market ETF. Um, India, I think, you know, they risk with the uh, commodity imports, you know, very reliant on that. Of course, they're buying cheap Russia, uh, oil from Russia right now. So maybe that helps them. But we don't, again, we don't have any direct exposure outside of the, uh, the emerging market ETF that we hold there. Walter Todd, a pleasure to have you on the show, sir, president and CIO, managing director at Greenwood Capital. One key takeaway there, healthcare, both defense and offense. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.